Seeking Tarot is dedicated to exploring the 78 cards in the Rider White Smith deck. You and I will uncover the story we all share by searching through the unknown, the mystery, the obscure. I welcome you, my fellow seeker, to the exotic lands. Maybe in our search, we can find that uncommon magic elixir. Now, grab your compass, and let's get started. Welcome, fellow seekers, to another episode of Seeking Tarot. I am Snow, and I'm so glad that you're here. Today, I got to sit down and talk with Chris from Against All Oddities. Him and his two brothers sit down and do lots of great episodes that talk about all kinds of strange and unusual things. But today, we're going to cover the Devil Card. This is a special Halloween Sawin episode. Enjoy. Hey, Chris. Welcome to the show. You know, I really love what you guys do over at Against All Oddities. By the way, I was just listening to your guys' episode on the Halloween uh, from last year. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was thinking it'd be really good if we covered the devil card. What do you think? Yeah, the devil is a funny card. I, um, I, do, I do read tarot. I don't read it for myself, though. I don't know why. I just have, I feel like I don't know how to disconnect my Freudian I can't like psychoanalyze yes. myself using like metaphor but I'm really good at it with other people um right yeah but uh yeah the devil card is a good one it's good you're not the only one that struggles with uh, reading for yourself um there's a lot of people that struggle with that mm-hmm. uh I had a hard time with it until I just kind of stumbled across the uh the little um formula so to speak mm-hmm. to be able to make it work what so formula is I, that when you do a reading for somebody else, the way that you get it to work right is that you're removed from the situation, right? Mm-hmm, so you're mm-hmm. not involved in that situation. So you're not emotionally invested in it. Yeah. That's part of the reason that tarot can work. Mm-hmm. But when we become emotionally invested in it, then it it only that's our focus. We're not even seeing the cards okay? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, or we're biased, right? Mm-hmm. So the way that we have to do it is we have to like separate ourselves from that. Yeah. Uh, almost compartmentalize it. And uh, yeah. So you take your issue, you put it over there into a box, and then you read for that issue. Meditation helps a lot. But mm-hmm. the more emotionally invested you are in it, the, m- the more you can't. Yeah, it gets messy. I, because it's just like you're so drawn into it. I'm pretty good with short reads. So I'll, I'll sometimes short read just to like, because I'm frustrated with something. It's like, just hold on. And I'll throw down three. You know, I'll do non you know, no, no spreads, not like a specific spread, but just like, right. Just slam a few cards down for like quick advice. Um, but yeah, like, especially larger, like Celtic cross spreads, it's just too, it's too big to like, I have trouble with that separation. 
Well, you know, there's a lot of times where like a tarot card reader will have somebody else do tarot card reads for them. I mean, it's not like yeah. it's like a, a doctor doesn't perform an operation exactly. on himself. I mean, come on. <laughs> exactly. So, <laughs> well, that's why I think uh, I, I think like for me, tarot is like a social thing I do personally for other people. Like it, it allows me to connect yes. to other people. And then I think about if I need divination for myself, like there might be some maybe more. um like geomancy or, or like something else I could kind of a little bit more calculative and a little right. bit more like less interpretive, like something where there's not a lot of interpretation to it. It's just like, yes, no. And this is not the time <laughs> or, you know, or like right. direct, direct answers. Yeah. Sorry. Do you use pendulum? I, I have, I have used pendulum. Yeah. I, it, it doesn't connect with me a hundred percent. I have used it, but then at the same time, um, I don't, I don't, it just didn't sync with me. I felt like I wasn't getting the right results, but I think I just didn't spend much time with it. I do okay with scrying and I am interested in like proper geomancy, but I'm not up to snuff on it. Like I need, I need some more like, um, excuse me, uh, practice, you know, uh, with the forms and like, it's just such a complex system. I'm, I'm still kind of learning it. Did you uh, listen to Douglas Bachelor's episode on it? I did. Yes. I love the way that he broke it down. That was yeah, awesome. And that guy is at, uh, um, Cummings. Is that his name? Uh, the guy he owned for that. Um, I have taken a class with that guy. He's, he's a great instructor. Um, he does a lot of online Alexander Cummings, Dr. Alexander Cummings, right? I'm going to, now I'm. That sounds right to me. Uh, right. <laughs> Alexander. I'd like to get into the I Ching a little bit. Um, oh, I was right. Yeah. Alexander Cummins, C-U-M-M-I-N-S. He's a really eloquent speaker. Uh, um, he His specialty is geomancy, but um, he does a lot of classes uh, on Zoom through Cat Lane Books, which is a, a metaphysical shop based out of uh, Brooklyn. Um, but uh, he he's really good. I took a uh, Working with the Dead class with him. Um, Ooh, no. so yeah. like ancestral magic or a little bit more like graveyard work, like how to work with not uh, like, um, yeah, like, like the, I forgot the actual name of the class. I had a really kind of badass name, but it was like, it's like grave work, like working with um, some ancestors, but kind of talking about the different type of dead and specifically how to correctly work with graveyards. Um, great class, a lot of fun. He's a, he's a, he has a PhD uh, so he's historically kind of minded, um, but I do recommend if, if anyone uh, sees his name floating around. He that has a, awesome. a, a new book that just came out. Um, you can go to alexandercummings.com. Um, and then he has a book that just came out called Nazareth, the Pillars of Gladness, which is um, it's about geomancy, I'm pretty sure. But anyway, uh, it's comp- he, he can go pretty deep. Well, I mean, I don't know he, him or anything, <laughs> but he, but when with Douglas Bachelor has him on, the, the yes, yeah, you know, he's, if he's they're if they're a guest on there, they're at least relatively intelligent, in my opinion. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> like they're generally who you want to have on. He Douglas Bachelor, I I love him to death, but he blows me out of the water with his mind. It's just like yeah, he oh was kind gosh, of what I was thinking so, of when I wow. when I was saying like some people just have like a researcher's mindset and they lock right. information in. And I, I think I quoted Mitch Horowitz, who's a writer, but like yeah, Douglas Bachelor is one of those. Um, 
I don't know how you go through life like that. <laughs> like I, I need to be able to delete some information to like go to sleep. <laughs> right. I don't, I don't want to like have a, a steel trap of information that sometimes can. Um... I actually uh, met one of his uh, fans uh, where I live. I went to a local bookstore and somebody said that they listened to his show. Oh yeah. And, uh, and they worked at the bookstore and that guy was wow he he was blown he was talking about stuff i was like what are you talking (laughs) he's like do you know this and this and this i'm like i don't know what you're talking about and i I, i'm not stupid but like i don't have that level of expertise on that stuff so yeah i mean i've got a almost a 4.0 gpa on my school but yeah it's just a yeah it's it's, (laughs) next level that's that's just like years of like focus mindedness like i i i'm not that great either but i could speak again it's like an adhd thing like i yeah i I tend to surf a little bit so it's like you know what i'm not gonna memorize all of this stuff like i'm kind of looking for a current and then i'm gonna ride that current into the next thing you know i hear Uh, you i got add too and uh and by the way so you know i have autism so if i'm not looking at you directly one the camera is up here and you're down here but uh so i'm not intending to be weird with my facial expressions but i have a tendency with the autism to be a little it's it's a struggle sometimes yeah no i hear you no no worries at all i'm the same i mean i got the cameras in the the most bizarre place so i'm probably looking (laughs) over here but it's like that's that's where the faces are but i do appreciate sharing the camera i do like it's like nice to have a kind of a back and forth conversation i enjoy it yeah yeah absolutely uh okay so i have a question for you um are you uh now some of uh what we talked about at the beginning will be edited out but Are you able to mention where you live? Because I find that fascinating, that area of yeah, the United sure, States. absolutely. Yeah, I live in Louisiana. I, I'm currently, well, I live in uh, Maine, New York, and Louisiana. My job is a little weird, so I I live in three oh. different places, uh, which is good oh, because wow. it means I get to leave Louisiana and go to Maine when it gets unbearably hot down here. So I spend my summers <laughs> in Maine, working for a kind of non traditional art school up there that's based in New York. So I'm about actually to go to New York for the next rest of the month. And then I'll come back to Louisiana. So it's complicated, but I properly live in Louisiana. That's what my address, my driver's license says, Louisiana. I'm about 45 minutes North of New Orleans. Um, uh, I'd rather live in New Orleans, but it's real expensive down there. And my, we're uh, down here. My wife uh, teaches down here. So we uh, are in Baton Rouge. That's really cool. Um, so because you live down in that area, um, do you know what it's like to go through hellfire because of how hot it is in that area? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, uh, it's, I'm getting used to it. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty hot. I mean, you know, the biggest, I mean, I'm not a native to here. Like, uh, my brothers and I are from Virginia, so this is an unusual place for me. Like culturally, climate wise, environmentally, nothing makes sense down here for me, but I, I do, you know, I've always been drawn to the spookier side of things. And I will say, I do feel at home with the spookiness of some of the stuff here. And I, I live a couple blocks away from a cemetery, um, and, you know, you can't bury your dead here. Um, it's the water table's too high. So everything's above ground, right? Which makes for a delightful cemetery. Like that's why the Gothic kind of Louisiana cemetery has its reputation. But when that cemetery is not kept up, up there, there's no upkeep, right? If it falls on hard times and it gets pretty intense. So like the cemetery near my house, um, it's very old. It was an old slave cemetery, 
and it was operated up through the 1960s. And then it doesn't fall under state purview and the private kind of land dissolves. So there's no one who takes care of it. Uh, and you could walk through there and see skulls on the ground. You could see, because the things, they're not underground. So as they fall over or storms or holes form, there's just, I mean, it's, it's pretty intense. And so uh, when I say like, yeah, living down here, it's like a different relationship to death is like, it's, you, you kind of see it more. I've been meaning that there is a volunteer group that's been kind of maintaining it that I've, I've like signed up for to help like occasionally go weed whack it. And, but it's pretty, you know, it's, it's intense down here. And then the energy is just like pretty palpable too. Like the psychic energy down here is pretty. It's thick, isn't it? The energy thick. down there because of the, uh, just the history and the, yeah, I was listening it, to, uh, you ever listened to, uh, anything, uh, coast to coast? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so there's a guy. The, yeah, I love back when it was AM radio, you know. Yeah, right, right. And, and so there's Bell, a guy that Art Bell. Yes, absolutely. There's a guy that's doing a podcast now, and he was talking about a personal story about him and his friend that went down to New Orleans and they wanted to get some weed. Mm-hmm. They ended up encountering vampires. Wow. So May for scene. real. Have yeah, there's a whole scene. Down, down yeah, there. There's a whole scene down there very creepy story what it's just like wow that is intense so the 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 level of it's almost like the energies are stacked on top of each other almost like layers of different history and and uh Mm -hmm. so i can't imagine especially like and in virginia too it's like the the Mm -hmm. uh level of paranormal that's out there is just wow yeah it's it went, that's what it's all around everywhere and in some places you feel it more i i feel like there is something about the climate that really adds to it i don't I, again i've only been here for a, to a couple of years but it's so hot here and like i work a lot with nature i i'm very connected to kind of the organic the organisms in nature right like so like forests and stuff like i'm in maine most of like my like quote unquote practice involves working in the forest, right? Down here, it's it's so radically different. Like in Maine, the forests are old, they're slow. Right. Everything's slow because there's long winters. If you're gonna grow, it's gonna take years to grow. It's so hot here. There's right. two growing seasons down here. And like, it's the life cycle is crazy. And I think that's like that energy people feels also that, oh, well, this is the second growing season. If you put a plant outside, it takes, like everything is this, it's like a younger, a more aggressive, like energy. While up north, like the New England, it's just slower. Um, not right. one. One's not better than the other. It's just um, that's why I think that you just feel it so quicker, so much quicker, more quicker. Even if you're not particularly sensitive to it, it's just because it's it's so go 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 like it's so on top of this layers and layers of this stuff um and new orleans i think it's just like an old port city too you know like there's a lot of yeah history absolutely. down there a lot of ghosts for sure down there that's really cool mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um okay so i have i used to live in hawaii and the wow. the energy there is similarly very interesting energy yeah it's so close area. to the earth there this the volcanoes alone it's gotta like really yes. just take over and dominate everything and um, everything grows like crazy there mm-hmm. too so mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's the humidity oh my gosh yeah <laughs> um okay so this is that halloween episode that i wanted to do and i'm really grateful for you chris that you oh, were of course. able to I'm do happy this to, you thanks know for asking us. 
It's so freaking cool. You guys were my first choice to wanted to get uh, uh, because you're geared more towards the cryptid side of things. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was thinking it'd be kind of fun to focus on the devil card because, yeah. well, it's the next card in my in the uh, deck that I'm working through. Yeah. Rider White. Mm-hmm. Um, so I decided that since you're here and it's a special episode, how about we talk about the devil? Yeah. So. I love how you guys talk about you've got um, dad jokes, for lack of better words, on your show. <laughs> yeah, well, we got a lot of dads on our show. <laughs> that's kind of oh our, my gosh, our, both our audience and also uh, that's who we're all dads pretty much. So uh, I, I love the crow episode. I was laughing. Oh, my God. So hard. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's an early one, too. Crow I'm glad jokes. you like it. That's actually our number first episode, I think. Yeah, I think that's yeah, your first well, episode. Oof, you went all the bit. way back. I'm glad you liked it. Oh, yeah. Went all the way back. And it was great from the beginning. I was hooked from that point on. Yeah. Um, so how about this? Satan says, why is boring as hell an expression? Hell is always lit 24-7. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. <laughs> Did you hear they arrested the devil? No. Yeah, they, they caught him on possession. Nice. Very good. <laughs> oh, God, the dad jokes. I'm not yet a dad, so I gotta like, uh, you know, I, I I feel like once it actually happens, it just becomes a secret skill set, you know, like like because <laughs> Tim and Nate can just they just drop them like without even research. It's just like it emanates from them on a cellular level, <laughs> right? Like you become it. Like I can Google them, but they they yeah they they start them. Those are very good. I like that one, last one. Yeah, cool. yeah. I had to Google these because I was like, I have no idea. On yeah, I do. I, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's the best way to get rid of a demon? All right, let me see if I can do this. Um, it's going to be a play on the word exercise, but I That's don't. Right. Uh, but you got it. It's exercise the, a lot exercise yeah. thought, oh see that's just it like i know like the punchline but it's like the dad the, the art of the dad joke is the twist of the punchline like add you know you add an element to it or you change it, it the type of verb it is and you're like aha right right feels itself yeah well i think there was an episode i was listening to i maybe it was you i don't remember who it was but that one of you guys had the punchline but not the joke and oh, the punchline yeah. was great i just yeah. That was it. Yeah, that was like, um, I don't, uh, it was like, help probe me one Kenobi, you're my lonely goat. (laughs) Or something. It was like, it was like the ultimate dad answer. And then like, we are asking the audience to come up with the like, first half of it. Which we got no submissions for, which is fine because some some bad jokes should just go away <laughs> that was probably just go away. <laughs> i liked it though i yeah. thought it was great actually i was just listening to the one where you guys were talking about the uh binaural beats and you had the yep. uh oh the 90s show the car oh then, uh, uh night rider yeah we combined Chewbacca Chewbacca. <laughs> i think we had someone write in and say they almost got in a car wreck from that like like oh, the a- podcast it was like too mentally awful that they like swerved <laughs> off the road or something uh yeah that's nate's specialty is the uh binaural beats they give me a headache honestly i, I need to spend really? some more time with them yeah if i do it for too long i get like i feel like i'm doing like if i don't do it wrong i feel like i'm synced up and it does its job and like changes my brain waves. but if i'm like if i feel like i just did it wrong because there's a lot of work that goes along with the binaural beats like the the visualizations and like 
the right. relaxing techniques. If I do that wrong, there's like, I just immediately get very bad headaches from it, but it's huh. an art form. Yeah. I just, uh, I should just practice some more. Hey, have you, uh, who was it that went to the Monroe Institute? Nate, the older, the, the Nate went to the Monroe Institute for a full week. Uh, and it was pretty wild. I think we, I might do that where all three of us go at some point. Because, that would be awesome. Yeah. It's, it's pretty, it's not far from where we grew up. And so it's, it's kind of not that far out of the way for us, but it is, um, the commitment it's, you know, it's a, it's pretty expensive, but B it's, um, a time commitment. Uh, but the fact that he got to meet Joe McMonagall is like crazy. Uh, like, right. like a superhero. It was just hanging out. And so um, it is a special, it's a special place. I definitely encourage anyone interested in um, remote view and also just kind of that type of meditation, like check out the Monroe Institute in Virginia. I mean, it's, they kind of invented some of this stuff. Right. Absolutely. That, that'd be really cool. Although I'm kind of curious because like, if you're saying that one of the things that I love to get into is meditation and mm -hmm. uh, chakras, I uh -huh. don't know, I may be like a Wiccan Buddhist mm -hmm. or witch Buddhist. They all, witch yeah, they work together. Like yeah, sure. Yeah. So, but I, I think that, you know, I'm wondering if maybe you have some kind of possible block or work that needs to be done within the yeah, it's, it's chakras. Possible. Yeah. I, I do meet with someone um, who does clear my chakras and I tend to actually cool. have grounding chakra problems, which is funny because you'd think it would be on the top because of the headaches and like it's doing with, but it's not, it's actually mainly root kind of stuff, um, grounding stuff, which that makes sense. also makes sense. Maybe uh, like, yeah. uh, um, I'm not sure, but yeah, it's always healthy to, um, I'm not particularly good at, that stuff but um that's why i go to outsiders <laughs> i had someone help me with that so uh i do have someone that does some chakra clearing for me as well as just kind of general she was really good actually i uh, there's this she uh it's a psychic that I, I see and she doesn't know that i read tarot for people like i never i don't tell her i don't tell i don't tell the people i work with anything because i i'm sure it's like, let's just do a blind. You're reading energy anyway. You don't need the information. And right. she was just like, who'd you read for? What did she, she was like, you read for someone two weeks ago and you didn't properly close down and they've got two hooks in you. And this is why they, they don't even mean to do it. They're not purposely doing it, but because you didn't shut down. Right. And I was like, shit, because I did do a reading two weeks ago and she gave me more information, all of it hits. And I was like, yeah, and I totally, I don't always do proper close down type stuff when they're just friends, you know, like, like, I right. I'm not too worried, but apparently the person I was reading for their guides uh, saw an opportunity and took it. So I had some hooks draining some of my energy uh, from Ooh. her guides, not from her. And that's why she didn't. So, and then the person was able to remove them for me. But um, so there is something to be said about closing down after you do a reading for someone, even if you trust the person you read for, you know, I learned my well, lesson. Well, you never know what somebody's got for entities around them. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, or this their situation, like what kind of environment are they in that they're sucking? What are they taking, you know? I'm you had mentioned that you're a earth element because of your sun sign. I am also an earth element uh, sun sign. I think oh, I'm, that, I'm a I water sun, but I'm like a Taurus moon and I feel like I'm, I'm just oh, okay. earthy, but I'm not a, uh, I'm a, I'm 
I'm like a watery sun, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. <laughs> with the earthy and stuff, my Taurus uh, is Taurus air or Earth? Earth. Yeah. So Taurus the, is Earth. Okay. The uh, Capricorn Virgo Taurus. Yeah. So there, there's um, that's my that's my moon sign, which is maybe the truer sign anyway, right? So right in a lot of senses, your yeah. emotion is your main. Um, so that I don't know what it is, but sometimes uh, I can, if I'm around energy that I do not like that's spiritual, I can just say nope, and mm-hmm. it immediately grounds it to the point of killing that thing's yeah. energy. Most things not everything there's yeah yeah there's there some things that, that are but. yeah no i mean i think that works across the board right like i think that's just kind of actually very handy information for people a lot of people don't feel empowered enough to do that and right. and if they if they did i think you would suddenly find yourself you should feel empowered to do that but um but at the same time some right. people are maybe better built for it too like uh, if they're just like grounding out is easier for some people because they're maybe have a more solid connection you can do that and other people should try that's what i tell people and they're like we have ghosts and what do we do and it's like well did you tell them to leave like you know like (laughs) boundaries no is a very magical word it really is and boundaries are super important but you know it it does get tricky if you don't know that things are taking from you you know like that and that was my problem i didn't realize i was hooked up Absolutely. Yeah. It, it can come from many different places and you don't know. Actually, I am susceptible to people more than entities. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. If I go to the mall, I'm a basket case. Oh yeah, my yeah, gosh, yeah, I start yeah. freaking out. Yeah. I mean, I lived um, in New York City for a decade and you just, you know, you can be on a train with like, <laughs> you know, oh. a few hundred people and it is, it can really. Um... Yeah, Absolutely. Um, okay, so I got a question for you. How many sure. names of the devil can you list off? Oh, that's a good question. Um, well, there's the classic. We got the Beazel Bub, right? Right. We yes. got. Yeah. Um, what about the? What about the ones that people said were the devil, like like Robin Artisan, right? Like, so that's the name that the church gave the devil. That Isabel Godry, who's burned at the stake, said she met with and she didn't say it was the devil but the church said it was the devil so that would be a name robert artisan uh black philip i'll take i'll take contemporary i'll take him contemporary uh who is black philip it's the goat from the movie the witch oh okay see i, I don't watch scary movies so <laughs> okay well yeah, this is new this, for me but that's like culturally i'd say is a current name for the devil um then we have the easy ones like lucifer satan just the devil um i would say puckish characters maybe work right like i mean it depends on who you ask like i don't think pan is the devil but you ask maybe someone else they might right like uh i'm just trying to come up with more names i know there's 12 more like classic ones but <laughs> i don't know them all. oh you're okay i had to look up some of them uh even being a christian in the church for as long as i didn't want to go into the priesthood i still didn't know some of these i was like, yeah, yeah and the ones that you're referencing i don't i'm half of them i don't know yeah 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 um <laughs> there's a couple more i feel like i can get them but i'll call it there what, what, what have what you, you ever heard Mephistopheles, yes, uh, I, I think, right? Mephistopheles, okay, sure, yeah. Uh, it well, sounds well, like it's uh, uh, really old. Uh, I'm trying to think, like 
the Faustian devil. So Faust was the guy who sold his soul, oh. but what was the devil in that? I think it might've just been the devil, but um, yeah, yeah. That, that actually sounds familiar, but I, I can't place the information. Yeah. Right. Uh, like that's again, like I'm so bad at name recall. Well, you know, one thing I was thinking of actually when we started was that I forgot about was Jersey devil. Oh, the Jersey devil. Yeah. 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 So, but that's not even actually the devil. It's, yeah. So, it's a cryptid. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've why never do you think he's called the Jersey devil? I wonder the red eyes. Well, uh, and he's got bat wings, right? And hey, that's also, what it shows on Wikipedia. Yeah. <laughs> also, but but that's just a lot of this comes into is people calling things the devil, right? Um, right. I mean, I think the devil's a really interesting subject, uh, and I think there's, I think it's complicated because a lot of stuff get pinned on the devil, right? That isn't the devil. Yes. Like I, that's what I brought up, like Robert Artisan, um, who's. Uh, also the pseudonym for a writer on witchcraft, but traditionally Robert Arson was the familiar that the witch Isabel Godry met out when she would go on her, this is a 18th century Scottish witch who was burned at the stake for witchcraft. Um, okay. And she would go out on her Sabbaths and like would fly around and meet and um, have sex with the devil or in this case her um, familiar Robert Arson, right? And when under torture right. by the by the church, um, they they said anything that anything that you met that wasn't human was the devil, right? So right, she yep. never said it was the devil. She, she's like, you're saying it's the devil, and I'm saying it's my boyfriend who happens to <laughs> not be human, you know. Um, <laughs> and so a lot of things get placed on the devil that I think are, and I, especially as like the Romans were coming through England, right. And all this like really interesting folklore of the old world that kind of got pushed West to Wales. Um, when the Normans came in, uh, they, you know, they came in and, uh, they had to do something with the, the folklore that was there. And I think yes. a lot of it was like, that's the devil, that's the devil, that's the devil. It's like, no, just because they live in a tree and they aren't human. <laughs> they, right. They're like the, yep. the, the, the fair, the fae, you know, would all be, yeah, the fae. would all be the devil. Right. And, um, and I think that's really interesting. I, I mean, that, uh, we talk about it on our Halloween episode that hasn't come out yet, but one of the things we talk about is, um, the guilds working with the devil. So like the blacksmith and the devil, or the, I brought up the history of the, um, the horsemen, uh, the Scottish horsemen who were always said to worship the devil. And that's how they are so good at working with horses and taming wild horses. And this is, and what it really was, was that I would posit that they were actually just um, working with nature, you know, like they had a connect and, yeah. and they probably played it off because they were a guild and they're like, well, you have to know, you know, secrets or secrets and you, you can't, right. you know, yeah, we make a pact with the devil and that's how you have to, but what they really do is maybe making a pact with, I don't know, the uh, nature spirits in a way like, and, and that would be called the devil. Right. Or, you know, like yes. the, the helpful devil or like the devil that the trickster, right. Like there's so many right. cultures have the trickster show up and, you know, in history, it will come back and be like devil, devil, devil. And it's, and, and then right. that's the reputation it gets, but maybe it's not the devil. <laughs> like Maybe it's, I agree. That we don't know so much about. And, and so a lot of uh, the devil lore that gets me interested is, is stuff that would, possession and like these devil tropes but like if you strip away a lot of that 
kind of glossy Satan stuff off of it. And you're like, oh, well, they're working with like wood spirits. <laughs> That's kind of incredible, right? Um, yeah, so I've always been kind of interested in the devil. And the devil card for me, I it, so for me, like when I do work with tarot, I tend to like, depending on where I am, like literally in the country, like if I'm in Maine, certain cards mean different things. So I know like the devil, the devil right. card, it's about addiction, right? It's about self-imposed bonds. It's about being kept down by powers, either self-created or external forces, right? But for me, the devil, when I get the devil card, when I'm doing spreads for myself or other people in connection to the forest that I work in, it's always about the woods. It's not about like, it's not about addiction. It's, it's like, oh, the devil card came up. I got to go to the woods tonight, right? I got to go. And it's not like, oh, I got to go to the woods and like, hang out with the devil. It's like, no, that it means the fear associated with wandering around an old growth forest at one o'clock in the morning without a flashlight. There's a primal fear there. And that is the devil card. So if I'm have to work on something and the car, it pops up over and over in a spread or a variety of spreads, I know that, oh, that's the work I got to do. So almost like a shadow work. Like I got to go into the woods tonight and I got to go confront some stuff. Uh, uh, and, and and so is that the devil? Like, no. <laughs> is it scary as fuck? Yes. <laughs> like, uh, but uh, so, so, so that card, whenever I see it, I almost immediately think of that and not what the card traditionally means. And I have to like separate that when I'm reading for people like, oh, for the devil card for me is this type of shadow work. The devil card for someone else is like drug abuse. And like, I have to like, you know, recognize what that card might mean for someone else. Um, I love that. That is a, that's a really cool perspective. In fact, that is a, probably one of the neatest stories mm -hmm. of association that I could think of is that the devil card means to go to the woods. I think yeah. that's really cool because when, when we can go to a place to confront our fears and to, mm -hmm. to, to ground almost like in a way uh, through nature walk, yeah. You're really getting the best benefit of both worlds. And so many mm -hmm. people see when I was a Christian, the problem that I constantly ran into, and I've run into this problem within uh, Wiccan too, sure. is the dogma and the association of it having to be one way or another. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. that's what I love about the devil card. Surprisingly, I actually like this card. Yeah. And the sense that it gives me the perspective of temptation, maybe in a good way. Um, yeah. It doesn't have to be a bad thing. In fact, I, I well, it me, should be liberating, right? So it much. Should, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like the tower or something. But like, or like even in the tower, some of the sword cards, right? But like, yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's, <laughs> it's not that the devil is liberating, although that's like what culture would tell you like oh it's You're freeing right. and you'll be punished for it it's more like confronting the things that constrain you and overcoming them will lead to liberation so but you still have to confront yes. them you don't get to like ignore them so it like that's why i associate specifically the devil with shadow work because it's not like oh well it's going to be easy i'm going to go to the crossroads and i'm going to learn how to play the guitar it's it's not that it's like i got to go to the crossroads and look at myself you know like <laughs> i got to figure out how that what is preventing me from learning to play the guitar or something. I mean, that's what they say about Robert Johnson. It, it wasn't that he was made a deal with the devil is he really did actually go to a cemetery and learn how to play the guitar from the guitar teacher. <laughs> they just happened to do it at night in the cemetery. But like, uh, I, I don't know, <laughs> regardless, it's not, it's not, um, 
it, it needs to be scary and you need to try to like figure out why you're scared and and um absolutely and that's, that's that's that shadow work and um so but it is also like that's why I say like you also need to know like oh well this could mean something for someone else but regardless it's not a negative thing it's a positive thing so even negative cards are just showing you how to have a positive outcome either through confrontation right. or um avoidance or like like the conflicts there this is the there's here's some tools to get past this conflict even if it's the tower and the three of swords and the ten of swords and like you know whatever it is yeah. uh it, you still have you still need those cards not because you're doomed but because um confront that and like evolve in some way i love that I, you know, I want to share a little personal uh, story actually that mm-hmm. happened to me. Um, I don't have any patron gods, but I do have a God that I work very closely with mm-hmm. and they are associated with light. Mm-hmm. Well, one night while I'm working and it turns out to be the devil, but as Lucifer, mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. as the devil himself. Sure. The name Lucifer is Lightbringer, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And we had a little bit of a conversation and it, I don't know how I feel about him still. Mm-hmm. Um, years of indoctrination. <laughs> still it, you can't, it is hard to get rid of that. <laughs> I mean, I'm the same way, right? Absolutely. But one of the things that I did learn about the situation and having taken perspective from other people, if I was to name a demon, I would think of them not as the killer how all Christians seem to have mm-hmm. uh, to push on everybody, but rather the they're like a little bit like a vulture they clean mm-hmm. up uh you ever seen the movie uh langoliers by stephen king no no but i do know it i haven't seen that okay so they go into the past and then uh there's these uh for lack of better words giant critters they go around <laughs> and eat the past and i think of the demons as that they eat <laughs> they eat the they they clean up their flies yeah. their vultures they're the ones that clean up the the carcasses of mm-hmm. uh morality almost sure. so i think that they get a bad rep and that mm-hmm. lucifer and satan are actually and here's my take on this is that they're actually two different creatures sure yeah i mean i i always try to think about this stuff expansively anyway like like i'd say anything that compartmentalizes and shrinks rather than expands the idea of something is generally wrong so like so like names are one of those things that tend to compartmentalize and shrink things rather than like thinking about an idea like expansively like like a yes and you know like a you like you want it right. to be more not less because i just feel like that's a more reflective of the universe it's it's, it's something that always has more to reveal not less and so um i think a lot about names in that way too and, and that's why you know the old convention is always like all right like you're your father it goes by a lot of names it's like you might call him dad right you might call him daddy you might call as a little kid as a, when you're mad you might say father the your mother's going to call him something else his friends are going to call him something out his father is going to call him son like like all like a single thing can have many names and like each name is like a totally different person in a way like a different i have I, I agree with you on that. I have to interrupt you and tell yeah, you this sure. quick little story. So sure. I called my girlfriend the other day and I said, hey, you know, I had a thought. I want to go into seminary and become a father. I said, you know why? Because then when we're in the bedroom, you can call me daddy. <laughs> Very good joke. I'm sure that went over real well. Oh, she. 
Although that's good. I it like, was I, very inappropriate and hilarious. It's but. great. It's great. I, I feel like uh, it's, I, what I like about it is the commitment to the joke, like the amount of years. <laughs> it, it's like, it's so good. So good. You have to use that. Uh, but, you know, the, the that idea that if it's got to be in a box, why does it have to be in a box? Because if we're if we're saying that it's this way or that way, you mentioned Pan not being the devil, but yeah. a lot of Christians think that Pan's the devil. Sure, I mean, it's got and they, they say it because of the horns and the, the, the hooves, and he does have a dark side. But that doesn't, I don't think that that equates. It, no. it, you call everything the devil, you jump at shadows. And yeah. to me, a lot of that is uh, fear-based. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, that's, that's a, a big part of it. Because it's, again, fear is a really useful tactic of control and um i mean there's a lot of things to be scared of too right like though you know like the the universe has scary stuff and i i I feel like sometimes you can get a little too one can get a little too light light like the everything's okay and it's all a matter of perspective and there is actually very bad things out there and 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 like i'm not saying they don't have their place but like it's not all good good fun fun fuzzy bunny stuff out there and and so their fear is a prudent tool to use to like know yourself and to know what fear can be pushed and what fear is you're not ready to push but uh you know i i i always was drawn to the luciferian parable like just the story like you know what i think a, a really good contemporary uh culturally like contemporary story is the the his dark materials the golden compass stories that's just the luciferian parable like that's all it is i mean they literally kill god and like i mean that's why the the church banned it but but it was just like and i i believe there was that was overtly luciferian like uh, i i don't know for sure but when you're reading it you're like oh my god this is like brilliant it's such a brilliant like um epic um, parable of 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 the Luciferian complex, um, and yeah, and, and you know, and I've done my share. You know, like uh, if if people are interested in that, I really like the Three Hands Press, the publishing company. They have a lot of kind of Luciferian based like folk witchcraft information out there. Um, I haven't read all of it, but there's there's some really interesting books in that. Uh, right, absolutely. I I think that's really cool. Um, yeah, and like I said, I think that Lucifer actually was trying to be helpful. Yes, yeah, yeah. I don't I mean, think the light, br- you know, bearer. actually Loki. You know, Loki was intending at exactly. the time to help humanity as a trickster. He was he had a good sense of humor, you know, and nobody else mm-hmm. seemed to. <laughs> well, yeah, and I mean that's just it. Like you need a grit to make the pearl. Like you need an obstacle in order to evolve right because you don't want time to be a flat circle you want time to be like a screw where you're evolving and you can't do that without um a friction a point of of a point of of chaos in a way right like has to has to be interjected otherwise nothing would change right and so there is there is something to be said about that and the need for that i think it's a benefit more than anything else and Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. And it well, is it is dangerous, but it also it doesn't mean like there's there's you know we've talked about it in our podcast sometime because Tim works in medicine, but like the difference between poison and medicine is really a small um, a, a dosage. It's that's all the difference, right? And so like sometimes poison is medicine, and medicine can be poison. It's it's just about absolutely being smart about how you apply it. 
what's that uh belladonna um yeah that it was used as medicine and to yeah kill yeah yeah i grow it uh tim grows it too tim recently has gotten really into growing poisonous plants i have been growing it as well i have had no luck with belladonna but yeah it can be they used to they used to actually put it in their eyes like women would put droppers of belladonna really? in their eye to make their pupils dilate because it was deemed more attractive it was uh it was an aesthetic decision that was it but it's very bad for you to just do that randomly uh that's no better than the feet binding in Chinese. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's wild, but uh, yeah, you could, um, it can cause hallucinations. It's can cause <laughs> um, death. It's uh, but you know, it also can be helpful to all, all the poisonous plants, you know, the, the poison path, there's a lot of right. uh, people who follow that. And I would say there's benefits to all of them. Um, I'm learning them. I'm not, you know, I'm not an expert in that, but I do find them interesting. I think that the the walk between life and death is a very fine line and we need mm -hmm. to we need to identify that you know yeah. I, that was one of the biggest lessons that I learned uh coming over from Christianity mm -hmm. to uh whatever it is I am now <laughs> same yeah um, <laughs> I don't the know. path the crooked um, path whatever it is yeah whatever it is um but you know I I got a deck that represents that I'm never allowed to read it on the podcast i was told mm -hmm. by my spirit guides do not share this that's but fair i can share the name of it and mm -hmm. it's called line strider deck and that line strider deck is all about the dual worlds that we walk between um mm -hmm. to to be able to understand both sides you know yeah. within the native culture uh I actually, I have a little bit of native in me, but mm -hmm. when I was able to be around uh, some of them and enjoy some of the, the communion with them and what mm -hmm. they were doing, I realized spiritually why they said, you know, like the white are here, the white are coming, you know? Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I saw in this vision is that they weren't talking about the white man is coming. They're talking about this whitewashed person, a lot like what Jesus was talking about mm -hmm. to the Pharisees, a fake person, somebody mm -hmm. that does is supposedly perfect. Right. Mm -hmm. And blocks out the darker sides um, mm -hmm. to the point of not looking at yourself and yeah. not being able to heal and become somebody that walks in the woods at night. And yeah, it's the, <laughs> yeah, you the have to stuff. understand you just have to, yeah, you can't avoid that stuff and there. It has to be explored. It should be explored, you know, safely. Well, yeah, maybe not that that shouldn't be that warning. Uh, it should just be explored in a way that is incremental. Like you can, your mind can only process so much. And like my first experience and what led me kind of towards this was kind of exploring fear and I, it was too much too soon. And I wasn't able to really even really comprehend or kind of accomplish the task because I was like diving into the deep end first. But but incremental shadow work is just like critical. Just so, so it's the same as meditation and being able to slow down, all that critical, you know, and um, absolutely. Yeah. And it's it's like that's why I, I you know, I'm interested in the devil in in my interpretation of it not the the christian one because the christian one it, it's less of um it's less of something to be learned from and just something that could be is something feared and um yeah i find power that, and control 
yeah, I find that reductive and not expansive. And so like, I'd say like, there are aspects of it that I think are negative, which is like selfishness and greed and like pervert, you know, like there's a lot of danger there, but at the same time, there's also a lot of liberation in there, which is like trying to understand one's own weaknesses through like exploring fear. And, um, and also like, like what, what is my relation to power? Like in, in my daily life and what I, how do I use it on other people? How do people use it on me? Like maybe I shouldn't work that extra, like 24 hours for unpaid, you know, like there's like, it's, uh, there's just a lot of ways to, you know, um, I do think there's, I, I wonder if it came out yet. Mitch Horowitz, who I re recommended earlier is a writer. He wrote Occult America. He's written a million books. Uh, he's a writer on new thought. Uh, he was on Donald Bachelor right. recently uh, as well. I'm oh, sorry. Uh, uh, Douglas, Douglas. Yeah. yeah uh, there's a guy I work with named Donald Bachelor and like, oh, okay. like crazy, oh. <laughs> uh, Douglas Bachelor. Um, uh, You're good. Had Mitch on there. And I think Mitch, uh, who's a, a pretty great guy. I, I've met him a couple of times. He's a, a prolific writer. Um, he's been on coast to coast like a thousand times, but he was suddenly very interested in Satanism kind of from a cultural perspective and deep, dove into that i think he had a book maybe just came out um i'll have to look it up but if it hasn't come out it will be coming out and i bet it's really good um because he would be able to explore that as a topic both for personal empowerment but also as like one that's completely disconnected from religion like it, it just trying to like help you live better by understanding this movement of essentially 1970s assholes, which is all they really were. Like, <laughs> like when they're like, oh, the Satanists, you know, I was alive during the whole um, satanic panic, right? I was in high school and stuff. And so I, I remember the fear and it was like, like if you ever met those guys, and I've met some of them, it was like, they're just like contrarian to be contrary. Like their whole thing is to get a rise out of you. Like, you know, it's very punk rock in a way. Um, uh, absolutely so they should it shouldn't be so scary like like hollywood would make you to believe <laughs> like it's more yeah. almost like a cultural and philosophical position to irritate other people <laughs> you know absolutely. to reclaim power and and so i'm not one but like like they're they're all right <laughs> you know like i get it like i yeah they're annoying uh, well but they, they're, they mean well you know in their own sort of way I mean, how hardcore could it be? I mean, the you know, the thing is, is it like Solomon worked with devils all the time oh, yeah. and in his magic. So, I mean, and, he wasn't and, an and priests. Yeah. I mean, that was the whole thing. Like this was like um, Goetia stuff, like which is based on the Solomon's uh, list of demons. Uh, that was something that was totally acceptable in the Catholic faith. Like the priests would just do it. It's like, well, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, there's, right. we're just going to compel them to work for good or something but but uh it was it you know it's it only became dangerous when people who weren't priests were doing it because they were like whoa 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 that's our power <laughs> like we can do it uh and and so it kind of started becoming something that wasn't so reputable like the i don't know i feel like i i went off track there Oh, I, I, I'm following what you're saying. I think okay, it would, good, it's absolutely, <laughs> uh, it, yeah. So the, I actually heard somebody was talking about it recently. Maybe it was, uh, somebody was talking about the saints. I don't mm -hmm. remember, but mm -hmm. they were saying that there was a uh, one priest that was, uh, dealing with the devil and he was doing it more or less for good. 
Yeah. But the church didn't see it that way. Yeah, time, yeah, you know? exactly. I mean, <laughs> difference of opinions, like your boss might disagree with how you're running things. Um, what was I going to say? I feel like, uh, oh, like I was, I was trying to think of different aspects of the devil that I, I was like interested in. And I mentioned it a little bit in our episode. We had an episode on nights and it was right shortly before the movie, The Green Knight came out. Which was an okay movie. I was a little disappointed in aspects of, you know, it's based on the old Arthurian legend of um, the Green Knight uh, challenges Sir Arthur's court uh, to a, like a fight in a way. And whatever they do to it, he, it will do back. And it's like a green man came out of the forest and uh, he could, they could just nick his, you could just nick his neck and he would do the same back to you a year later. But of course, the the pride of man comes chops his head off and then he's like oh well i don't you know puts his head back on it's like see you in a year buddy i'm gonna do the same to you uh long story short you know it, it talks about you know it's a chivalry it's talking about chivalry uh and stuff but what i was always interested in, in the green knight as like an aspect of the double in that they say the like in the in the i in the movie kind of touches on it but not enough in my opinion but the like talking about how the first cathedral was the forest like you know and like the the green knight is actually um away like the devil because it's the opposite of this culture and they show it in the movie like they're chopping all the trees down to make this like christian like kingdom right like man's kingdom needs forest needs wood needs and if they had learned to live in harmony with the Green Knight, they wouldn't have any trouble. And and so the idea right. of the first the first cathedral and like the first devil is actually just a kind of an aspect of that nature, which was always seen as the opposite of the industry of man. Right. Right. Absolutely. Well, I mean, if you're somebody trying to take over uh, the people. Uh, mm -hmm. why give your way your power when you can control it through fear that that's yeah. the enemy yeah and i mean yeah so it's it's got to be a psychological game and honestly you know if i was to say that there was really ever a devil out there i'd say it's a lot of times it's people you know yeah. and uh that there is really dark entities out there but they are a lot of times at least at least half the time i would say is is people yeah. it's not even the other world it's our yeah. world yep yeah we we talked about that some in the, our we had a we had an episode on um shadow people and they're like oh they're so scary and they're non-human and they're from <laughs> other dimensions like yeah it's super scary but a lot of times it's just people pretending to be them because people suck <laughs> like and you know right? the aspect of them is gonna like fracture when they die and stay behind it's gonna be the asshole part um and so like yeah uh, yeah, there's a lot of bad stuff out there, but it's not all external to us. Like a lot of it, right? Is, is a lot of it is us. Um, there's a. Uh, have you ever heard the uh, song "Green and Gray" by Damn the Bard? No, sounds cool. I recommend it. Um, they have it on Spotify. I actually heard first heard it in the podcast name down at cool. the crossroads oh nice the down at the crossroads is a pagan or something uh podcast and cool. they have a playlist on spotify and then oh, nice. you know they they do like two hour episodes or whatever and mm -hmm. so then they play music in the background but green and gray is talking about the devil um nice. from a kind of a celtic perspective cool. and this guy is talking to the 
the devil and he says, um, you are evil incarnate. And the guy says, no, I'm not black and white. I'm green and gray. Yeah. I am. I am nature. I am trying to bring healing to the land instead of, yeah. you know, it's, it's a great song. I love that song. Yeah. I've, I have it pulled up. I'll listen to, I'll listen to Good. it. Yeah. You, you definitely, the words just, oh, it's great. And yeah, but green and cool gray too. again to you know that's that's something that's expansive you know instead of black and white like thinking about all this expansively like how can it be more right. than one thing because in my experience most things are are not binary yeah i mean if you were to say that like mushrooms are evil because they consume and feed off of death i mean then you would have to hate nature they, we only exist yeah. because of mushrooms <laughs> like seriously for real exactly uh yeah they bring life through death and rebirth yeah. that's pretty much all i have chris but i would like to go over more two more jokes okay good I, if yeah, you can I, handle I, it I can, I can handle it i can okay. handle it i have a lot of training <laughs> handling it <laughs> you got you got your two brothers yeah, I got my brothers yeah hell about that <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> okay if satan never lost his hair there would be hell to pay nice nice <laughs> a nice well, that that really is that's like got some burn to it like it it, it kind of catches you a little bit did you hear about the demon who threw the sneakers in the fire no i'm trying to work on the answer for that too uh no he loved the smell of burning souls in the morning ah oh, there you go <laughs> I was like shoes, something about shoes. Okay, uh, great. Those are wonderful. I will, I That's... will uh, write those down. I should have like a dad list on my phone, like just a like a note, you know, just like because these are you, you never remember when you need them, but you always should have them in your pocket. Absolutely, I, I'm actually starting to go more towards them. Douglas Bachelor was putting them on his show, and oh I was yeah, like, he's, you know, he's got he's gotta... really good. He's really good at how cringy those are. I don't know. I mean, it both being a nerd but being a canadian nerd he's just got he's just like a power player for dad jokes i don't know <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so that's all i got do you have any jokes uh that you oh no i should have maybe... i should have come up some again i've never i never need to because it's like not my role in our podcast <laughs> my, <laughs> my role is to like roll my eyes at their jokes so i don't i don't have that skill set uh you know what we usually do? The secret to, I think, a lot of our jokes is they look up like a blonde joke or like any other traditional joke and then replace all the thing with the devil. So it'd be like two brunettes and the devil walk into a bar, you know, or like <laughs> how many devils does it take to unscrew a light bulb? And so it takes like a, a terrible joke and it makes it funny out of like switching context, right? I like that. Yeah, that's really cool. It's a tool, a tip for the future. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good idea, actually. Um, so I got I actually have another joke that it's like stored in my memory because oh, I just I love this one. So I will uh I'll take your little formula that you have and let's okay. see how this works. Yeah, let's All that's right. great. I wanted an example of that. That's great. All right. So we got a we got a Christian, uh, we'll go with a Jew and uh the devil. Okay. And uh, they decided they all want to go hang out um, and go fishing. So uh, the Christian's sitting there and uh, gets a phone call and says, well, I, I need to go and uh, take this. So he gets out of the boat, walks on the water and uh, goes up into the woods and mm -hmm. comes back, walks on the water, gets into the boat. About a half an hour later, the, the Jew's like, you know, I, I need to I need to use the restroom. So he gets out of the boat, 
walks on the water, goes and uses the restroom, comes back, walks on the water, gets in the boat. And the devil, he's feeling a little uncomfortable. He's like, I don't know if I can walk on water. Yeah. <laughs> so he looks at them and he says, uh, you know, uh, I'm going to, uh, I, I got to get something from the truck. Uh, give me a second. So he gets out of the boat and bloop, goes into the water. The uh, Christian turns to Jude and says, hey, should we have told him where the rocks are? <laughs> See, it, it always works. That's actually pretty good. I like that one. Yeah, that's one of my favorites. Uh, yeah. Usually I just take three religious leaders. It doesn't matter who. Yeah, exactly. Like, it, yeah, it's, it's more. <laughs> that's great. That's great. Well, uh, Chris, thank you so no, much for being on the show and laughing at my stupid jokes. No, the, the jokes <laughs> are better than ours. Um, no, thanks. I had a lot of fun. And it's, 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 it's a great theme for Halloween. Do you know what you're going to be for uh, Selwyn Halloween? Yeah, I uh, so I'm going to cheat a little bit because so in well in our um, Halloween episode we're going to talk about this, but all three of us just met in person for um, a big a big we call it October feast that my brother throws in Virginia every year, and it's themed and we we cook it and then we as part of our episode we cast a bell like it was this whole thing we it, it worked we totally cast a bell but um but That's it's awesome. always costume so uh this year we were we were cooking like lots of chickens to feed like 100 people for this big event so the wow. theme was, was kenny rogers and dolly parton because <laughs> most people don't know this, but we thought everyone knew, but Kenny Rogers owned a chicken restaurant in the nineties called Kenny Rogers roasters. It's on a Seinfeld episode. There's a, a Kenny Rogers opens up next to Kramer. Anyway, it, it, it went bankrupt. Uh, but so to us, Kenny Rogers equals chicken because we lived next to Kenny Rogers roasters. So we had all of our costumes were chicken and Kenny Rogers and Dolly Parton related. So I was, a, <laughs> I was a Kenny Rogers riding on top of uh, a chicken um here i'm just going to show you real quick because i have that ability and it's it's good so this is what i'm just going to reuse my costume which is why i'm cheating because i i work too hard on it uh i think that 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 allows for that kind of uh yeah so <laughs> we were each kenny rogers and i'm like riding a chicken as kenny rogers nate is just like tweaked out kenny rogers and tim was just a country western chicken <laughs> it reminds me a little bit of those um uh jurassic park yes. uh yeah, yeah. so i'm gonna rehash that uh that will that will be more for halloween my sawane thing i'll probably just do a uh i'll probably just do some ancestral work as 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 uh we all should right <laughs> right absolutely unfortunately i gotta work so Oh, that's too bad. Well, it's weird because it's a Monday, so right, it falls on a bad day for me. Yeah, but it's seasonal, you know. Like it could be late. Uh, all you got, you know. I think I think there's a lot of way. I mean, it's kind of an ancestral veneration kind of situation. Like there's a lot of ways to do that. It doesn't right. have to be a Absolutely. prolonged ritual. Uh, but the Halloween, the Americanized version of that, I will definitely be handing out tons of candy in my neighborhood. Oh, that's cool. Dressed as a Kenny Rogers riding a chicken. <laughs> so you created that yourself? No, I mean, I made the, I like put the, I cheated. I, I bought the chicken that I was riding on Amazon for like 50 bucks. And then I made the Kenny Rogers part. So like the idea for me is I, you can buy a costume because I'm, I'm varying the costumes, but I, I frown upon buying the costumes unless you do a double costume. So like if you take the costume you bought and you convert it 
somehow or expand upon it somehow, then like it's okay. That. So uh, I'll probably recycle it and do something else on top. That that is really cool. Um, I for my birthday I got uh, a dragon mask. Nice, <clears throat> nice. And it is like leather. It's so, and then I got a hood. A uh, robe, cloak, I guess. A cloak. Yeah, cloak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. basically. Well, no, it's a robe, I guess. It's oh, because it goes over piece. the front. It's one thing. I, I wish it was a cloak, though, but I got yeah. that for like 10 bucks at Walmart. And so oh, I yeah, put yeah, those yeah. two together. Yeah, and then me counts. and my girlfriend went to the uh went to the haunted house, and people nice. were like, Hey, get back in there. Stop uh stop uh <laughs> slacking off. And I'm like, I'm not working. <laughs> <laughs> but you should uh, next time go on ahead and start working it because right. go behind the curtain when you can. That's awesome. <laughs> right. well, that's a good sign though. That's a good sign. Yeah. I, I was like, Oh cool. I guess this outfit works. Cool. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to actually for that weekend, go to a uh, um, haunted uh, woods walk, oh, I guess. Nice. So that may be, I'm looking forward to that. I don't know that what it's going to be, but yeah. Yeah, was, I actually enjoy that more than a haunted house. I actually don't like haunted houses. Yeah, the haunted jump scares, houses, it's like, eh. Yeah, jump scares are, yeah. I mean, when I was a kid, they, they used to run at you with chainsaws and they just took the chain off. <laughs> and they like, right. and now I, I feel like I almost miss that. But yeah, it's not my scene at all. <laughs> like, because because the spooky stuff is like real for me. So like, I, I like. <laughs> exactly. I'd rather like see real candles and like go work yes. with like at a seance with some spiritualists or something like to me like that's like there's like so much more fun to it than like plastic stuff but i love candy i love kids loving candy so i love the i love right. kids dressing up and like i love carving pumpkins so it's still a, i still appreciate the holiday but i do roll my eyes at some of this stuff you know like, right <laughs> i'm into it all year <laughs> right yeah that you know the paranormal is so much more entertaining in my opinion than uh than than the commercialized version of it you know yeah give me a real poltergeist thank you exactly would you like a reading sure yeah before we go yeah yeah let's see what you got oh and by the way i'm doing a uh i hit 1k uh downloads oh so um got a new tarot deck giveaway going to be oh, happening cool. so yeah and then uh this time i had a little bit of extra money so i was able to get a uh tarot reading cloth and it is you're the first person to see it because i haven't posted pictures yet oh cool oh nice but it is it's really a beautiful little piece so yeah i was that's like nice. okay and then it uh this deck screamed at me i was gonna get the hocus pocus one mm-hmm but this one told me that oh, it had wow. to be oh, used. Oh, Stara. Cool. Yeah. Nice, nice. Do you have anything on your mind that you would like <sighs> to know an answer to? Uh, let me, less specifically, but I, I am kind of in a weird transitional time where I'm about to do a lot of traveling and there's just a lot of stuff in the air for me. So this like a quick snapshot of some stuff to like prepare for could be helpful. What are some obstacles that might get thrown at me in the next, say, a couple of days? Okay. I like that. That's a good question. Oh, you got a card wants your attention specifically. Okay. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I encountered within the last uh, two weeks or so, mm-hmm. I was talking to my spirit guides. I had a lot of stuff going on, you know, like what we were talking about towards the beginning. Yep. And I consulted my spirit guides and I said, Hey, what do I need to know now? What do I need to do next? And they're like, you know what? It just lead with your heart and mm-hmm. uh, 
we, you don't have to call us every five minutes. We're good. You know, you, you, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we're just going to tell you the same thing again. <laughs> you know, like. So um, I started saying, you know what, if it seems like it's good in my heart to do it, they were saying they got my back. That's actually the, what I feel like is in the representation of this card and the answer oh, cool. that you need. You got zero, the fool. Oh yeah. Great. So take it on from a perspective of enjoy the journey. Yeah. Whatever comes, comes have fun with it. That's a great card. That's a, I love, I love the fool. And I actually, I like that for this time period. So that's, that's if that's what I was saying. It feels very transitional right now. So that yeah. would basically to me that reconfirms transitional as in like leveling up in a way, like not, not, yeah. That right? sounds like, so like, that sounds like petty or like, financial but it means more like i'm ready for this next phase what and and, and so that's a great card to see that that that's very um that feels good yeah and i i normally would do like three but i felt like that was the total answer you know that's, it feels and like that's, that, that's that is right and that feels kind of like that's kind of what i was looking for too so that feels really good that's awesome. Well, thanks for that. Yeah, like I said, I can't read for myself. So I do. Oh, I do, no problem. I do welcome it. So I really appreciated that. That's really, that was really great. Well, you guys are really awesome and you're such a support. You, all three of you are very supportive of the podcast. So if you need a reading, hit me up. I'm more know. than willing to help you out whenever I can uh, in between school and other stuff. Yeah, and if I can sure. get a couple hours of sleep and. Hey, I feel you. I feel you. Well, I really appreciate that. And it was so much fun talking with you about this and what a, like, I, I do love this season. So I love, um, I'm, I'm glad that we got to talk kind of near Halloween. It's like a lot of fun. Yeah. I, I, I am very grateful for you guys been sacrificing some time. It's, oh no, I'm um, happy to. Wow. We're always happy awesome. to do it. Thank you, Chris, so much for coming on the show. Um, and against all oddities podcasts, you three brothers, Tim, Chris, Nate, I appreciate you so much. And looking forward to making another episode with you all at some point. And maybe we can talk about some cryptids or something else fun. I hope that you all that were listening to this enjoyed the episode. And uh, I hope that you have a very uh, wonderful and safe uh, Salwin Halloween in this very spooky time. Blessed be, my friends. Until next time. Against All Oddities, a podcast about three brothers coming to terms with the oddly true and the truthfully odd. I'm middle brother Chris. I'm youngest brother Tim. I'm Nate. And together we talk about werewolves, ghosts, yeah, astral projection, immortality, aliens, the ESP, dogs, the devil, know. witchcraft, the occult, UAP, Stargate, and Showtime's color. We have over four seasons <laughs> of weird stuff with new episodes monthly. Find us wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs>